Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on or in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor. And today we're talking about the different sales strategies for different types of businesses. Updates first, though, right? Absolutely. That's so fair what on are that. We updating on? Oh, man. We're out in the you field give... live right now with Pete customers. Customers. Yeah. So we landed a customer the other week we were telling you about. And uh, not only do we do online market research, we're actually in the field with our customers right now, attending events, doing surveys, holding focus groups, because uh, they definitely have a very non-traditional business model that's very niche. Yes. And so understanding the clientele, a lot of the information isn't out there on the web. So how else do you get it? I, don't, I feel weird. They said the web. The Just web. You sound the like you're about 90. Yeah. You're like, on the internet of things. Yeah. Um, no, there's just, it's, it, it would be almost impossible to try and get accurate information yes. from the internet. So obviously going out and surveying things for ourselves, and then we can kind of tailor it to the direction that they're wanting to go or thinking that they should go. And then yeah. pair that up with the direction we think they should go, whether that's on the same page with them or not. Yeah. And running balance on that. If anyone is a consultant out there, whether on your own or for a company, Thor and I always talk about, we have to look at what we want to do and what's best for the customer. And that may sound weird to you. Like, what do you mean? Well, it's so easy to get caught up in what's fun, most modern, most cutting edge. Or emotional. But that doesn't mean it's what is practical for your customer. And so understanding what are they emotionally willing to do and what is their appetite for work and then building a model that will result in them succeeding, not in a general stance. So if they love to sell sand timers, (laughs) they may want to sell it differently than someone else and understanding how they want to go about it and developing a strategy around that specific model to win rather than a general models. What just take time to remember to do that. Yes. And remember to clarify their level of engagement because people will not that they're misleading. They just don't always understand that the direction that they're wanting to run in or they may be running in is going to be extremely difficult in comparison to what they've currently been doing or have established as a and I'd say standard, it's our job too right? that if to they try don't coach them through that. go to 100, then we have to give them a plan that they only have to go to 50 and not make them go to 100. Yeah, and, and that's a starting point too. And that's one of those moments of, that's kind of sales 101 to a yeah. certain degree of like t- talking and coaching and helping someone see the value in something that they might not be super familiar with. So great on that and kind of leads right, right into things. How would you define sales channel strategy? So your sales channel strategy is what avenues are you going to use to bring your product or service to market? So if you're on the product side, are you going to do brick and mortar? Are you going to do e-commerce? Are you going to do Amazon? Are you going to use just social media and word of mouth, right? So you have all these different avenues of your B2B. Do you only want a direct sales force? Do you want a blog? Do you want to use LinkedIn? Do you want to use podcasts? Is there partnerships? Huge fad right now. <laughs> we ripped on last week. Oh, yeah. Partnerships. It's always been a good thing to do. So understanding what avenues are going to be the best bang for your buck uh, and where you're, or you can actually capture your ideal client profile. And most people start at, don't think about the ideal client profile, right? They're like, no. well, this is what you know, Bob down the road's doing, so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, and it's tough because if... And not not suggesting that they don't have the the the, the foresight to, to think about things, but getting to the point of maybe getting a brick and mortar store or getting things more established, 
I feel like a lot of businesses, it's easy to hit the ground running with a product and just go in in their mind or in anyone's mind. Okay, now all I got to do is sell, 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 and they don't even think. Okay, should I go about this in a no. strategic way? And that that's not any fault of their own. They don't know any better. Again, that's not their niche. That's not their element, right? Yeah. Or their area of expertise. It's their product. And I can imagine for startups or young entrepreneurs or someone starting a business that that's even more daunting. Again, because you might be really good at sell, selling or creating sand timers and you're not a salesperson. So what do you do? Because what is the importance of having a sales strategy or like finding that channel? Yeah, that not not to grill you with questions, no. but that's what today's going to be. But finding the right channel is really important because it it's ensuring the most efficient outcome for obtaining that client. So really, you know, what's your your cost per client or what's your cost per acquisition or the million other abbreviations we could use out there. But really what you're asking yourself is what channel allows me to spend the least amount of money possible in order to bring in a sale. And so do a good way to look at it. We'll go through a couple different clients we're working on right now in even our business. So if we look at our business, we could go out there, pump a ton of content on social media, which we do, but we know that doesn't really drive sales, that drives credibility and just brand awareness. So we're doing that in a very cost-effective manner, right? We're not oh, investing yeah. a ton of money into it. We're doing it ourselves. But on the flip side, we know networking in our podcast is going to drive a lot more credibility and recognition. We're going to meet people. So we're spending money and time on our podcast. We're spending money and time and same amount of money on networking. <laughs> As we know, that's our ideal sales channel in order to, to land clients, right? Mm -hmm. What people get caught up in though, is you look at what channels do I go down and why, and why is it important? A great example, a client we'd land right now, part of their business is a lot more traditional and targeted towards an audience, their ICP of well over 60. So right away in Thor and I's head, we're like, well, you're, you're advertising everything in newspaper. In my head, didn't say it loud. It's like, you should be on social media, blah, blah, blah. You should be doing this and this trend of that. Also, you go time on, you go, but but should you? And most of you are like, well, yeah, that's that's the way. The, the current trend, days. it's easy. It's current. And yeah, no, we're quickly on, on understanding that as much as we emotionally want to get to that point, and same thing with our client, it's understanding how you transition away from what's been sustainable and working and into that new future. Because how do you do that successfully, I guess? Yeah. And you would have more experience on that end. But just in general, I feel like that's something that, takes time is what I'm going to lean on yeah. to ensure that you're, you're not, not just going to drop your, your, your standard, or I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought, but you don't want to drop what's been working for the hope and future of something new is going to work and replace it immediately. Cause things yeah. take time. I mean, to correct a ship, right? Yeah. So I'd say we're going on two different paths. So we'll, we'll start first with companies that already exist that already have a sales channel strategy. That's what you're hitting on right now. And then we'll talk more about the startup side. When you have a company that already exists, you've already been bringing revenue in even for a year, five years, 20 years, the big question you're asking yourself, or hopefully you are, if you aren't, probably should sit down in the corner and really just contemplate this question. Is my sales channel strategy still modern? Should I still be going after clients this way? Now, don't do the Devin Amber move. You go, nope, it's not. And you just rip a 180 and you just blitz another direction. Then you smoke a wall. Or like I did this morning, you smoke a Denali pickup truck. 
with your car, don't do that. Right? Fun times. Great right away time. in the morning, you got to get out all the negative, just yeah. right out the gates at right like eight o'clock. You know, yeah. you don't want to drag it out through the entire day. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. So first thing to do is look at your current sales channel strategy. Keep doing it for a month. That's what we're doing with our client right now. With their, okay, well, a month's kind of hard to say. It depends on how often you're gauging that sales channel strategy. Very true. Yep. The, they, though, are the high transaction, high interaction. So we know we can, in a month we can get a good market check on it. We're having them keep it. And we're going, okay, where are most of your leads coming from? How much are you spending for those leads? Because just because, let's say, 60% of your portfolio comes from lead A generation and 40% comes from lead B, but if your lead A is three times as expensive, I would still lean towards removing that. And people are going, yes. but that's bringing a majority of my leads. Doesn't matter. We're looking at your cost per acquisition, your cost per customer. So when we look at that, you really want to understand first, where's your money being spent? How much are you spending to get said deal, client, contract, sign, however you want to phrase it, product sold, completed? And after you've done that for a month or up to three months, depending on you know what kind of transaction levels you're looking at, you at least want to engage with if you're a small business, we'll say under five million. You at least want to engage with probably 300 deals to understand where it came from and how. Anything less than that is probably not going to be your best market check. If any of you out there are like, hey, I don't even do 300 you know deals in a year, hit us up. We can look at what's going on and and potentially give you a better insight if you only need 50, or you might just jump right into market research. But so taking the time to understand what's working, and then after that, tailor an approach. Going, hey, how do I slightly modernize said setup? Do I, what, what is one or two things to add? If you just salt and pepper a million things in there, you're going to be like, well, what works, right? It's the shotgun effect. Yeah. And that's something that we've touched on too, of like, yep. it's very broad. And then that's gauging your client or whoever you're, you're, you're working with, or even for yourself, sorry, is, am I trying to attack this from such a wide angle that I don't even know yet where the value is coming from and trying to really hone that in? And I understand what you're getting at, but it's just trying to sort out how you do that in a methodical way so that you're not... <laughs> shrinking it down super fast right and then lo lo losing out on potential information or directions you should be running yeah and a lot of you might be like well we have metrics we can engage everything's coming from you can that helps but there's That's this great start. thing called dark social is the new term i simply put it it's word of mouth dark through social. the internet so they call it dark yeah, social because yeah. <laughs> they go how can you measure if you know Cassandra listened to Devin and Thor's podcast, which is what resulted in her reaching out to them, but she went to their website first. So then you're giving credit to the website sales channel strategy yep. instead of the podcast. And some of you'd be like, well, that's still marketing as sales marketing. They really collaborate in this world. So we're not going to go down that divide today. <laughs> um, but it's understanding that inside of your sales channels, sure, you can measure it. But if you throw a lot out there at once, there's also so much you can't measure. You don't, you can't pinpoint what's truly working. So I'm a big believer in just one step at a time, understand the amount of workload that goes into it, understand the cost that goes into it. How much of a spike am I seeing? Is it a geography spike, right? The customer we're working with right now, they function in about 16 different states. So just because it worked in Minnesota doesn't mean it's gonna work in Nebraska versus Virginia. So understanding regions is super important. So you just start with one, apply it across the board. And what you're choosing to apply is that market research side of, hey, what's really working in this said market? Now it's working broad across the board. And you apply that one at a time, test it, and then... So it sounds like you're explaining a science experiment. 
Kind of, yeah, actually. Yeah. Like, guess, check, revise. Okay, yeah. we need to take out the variables. Like, where are we at? What's causing this? Yeah. So sorry, I'm just getting nerdy here, but I'm just like, wait, an analogy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see this. Yes. But that's really what it is to try and li limit the variables. So yeah. you can understand what what should work, what is working, and what's actually working. Yeah, right? all in some it, variants. Business is a hypothesis, right? I mean, we all want to pretend we know <laughs> things. Thank but... you for joining the bandwagon. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, science. Yeah, like it, that's all it is. And so if you own a business right now, you already have some good sales strategies. What I recommend is checking to make sure they're proper. So go do some market research, see what your competitors are doing. Doesn't mean you should do what they're doing, just see what's mm -hmm. out there. Then do general research of your ICP. We had an episode one of this series. So that would have been four weeks ago, roughly. Yes. Listen to that one. We, it helps break down how you develop that ICP. But super important for the entire GTM process. But making sure, hey, well, my ICP is targeting the elderly. Well, you probably shouldn't be on TikTok and, uh, you know, Instagram. Wait, Some grandma's not on TikTok? But, yeah. I swear she sends me stuff. I, I want to yeah. say that's a lie. She does. Um, <laughs> but so understanding that side is super important. And that's what I would look at if you were already an existing business. Start there, bring it backwards. Um, if you're in the B2B realm versus B2C, some really basic lessons you can just take right out of the gate. B2C side, heavy e-commerce for startups, heavy digital from a social media standpoint, and heavy newsletter, I would say, or like a blog newsletters business side. So it'd be more of just like a marketing email that says, you know, Oh, sure. Hey, okay. That's what we're doing. So a lot more, uh, low price, high transaction type of deal. If you're on the B2B side, you're going to be looking a lot more at your podcasts, white papers, website, um, sales reps themselves and looking down that path. So if you are in one of these two worlds and you're doing everything that the other world's doing, probably should figure out <laughs> do what some of the so modern world's doing. you how to balance it out. Yeah. And B2B, like be, just do something modern other than what everyone else is doing. Have a little bit of a personality. Good to be different, which I think we're slowly em embracing ourselves and for everyone else out there. I feel like yeah. it's slowly the environment we're getting into, but it, it's, it's frustrating because it can quickly turn into a trend and then you're just along with everyone else turning into a le uh, lemmings, right? So what would turn into a trend <laughs> on I'm curious. So I feel like everyone jumped on the TikTok bandwagon yeah, with ads and everything else. And where initially that started out as something that fewer people did or weren't, or were more anxious about, which I'm, you know, we shared that same kind of nervousness about doing it. But that started out as something that someone just took a, you know, video in someone's restaurant or, you know what I mean? There's just, it started out way smaller than what it is today. And to, to and I mean, to have actual advertisements on TikTok, <laughs> like literal ads is just like, oh, well, that's lame. Like, that's not yeah. why I'm here. So again, just, and that's why to your point, it's always st like stepping back and evaluating what's actually working. Where should I be? Yeah versus, oh, I've been doing this, it, it worked, we're just going to continue to do it. Yeah. And that's something yeah, that you could end up running yourself off a cliff too. Yeah, and I would say a, a really good thing we'll touch on on the marketing side that I think you're hitting home on is owning your voice rather than mimicking a voice. Yeah, I, I love the phrasing there right? too. Like so many people go, well, this is what's working, right? So we're if we go from sales channel strategy to a little bit of a content side, which we'll cover more next week, is once again, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. And I know some people may maybe cringe a little bit, but I'm just gonna go up and just say, it doesn't matter what your competitors are doing, it matters what the research says. So going online. Oh, that is so hard, by the way. Just yeah. as a side note, 
he says that extremely casually, but that is something that is a hard pill to swallow, but you, you need to yeah. very critical pivotal moment of like, if you let emotions drive your decisions, you can end up oh, in yeah. a really funky place. Really bad. To put place. it lightly. Yeah. So pay attention to what he's saying on that. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you'll end up in a really bad place there. And on the flip side of it, if you look at it from a startup perspective, which I want to help that audience out a lot, mm -hmm. if you already have a business, your best bet, you probably don't have the time, to be honest, to do the proper market research and do the time to figure out what to do. So not a sales pitch, but just go get a consultant or hire someone in the space to, that you bring on full time in marketing or sales. Because the odds that you're not going to be biased is very, very unlikely. Well, and because you're going to be like, I don't like today's a great example. We have a customer not going to name anything about them other than one of their main methods of sales strategy. We looked at it and Thor leans over and goes, hey, I think they do this because he just loves it. And I leaned back and I was like, yeah, he does love it. And I said, that's a great thing. So from a non-biased perspective, this is coming back to the front of the episode we talked about is how do you create a strategy that'll create growth that also meets the customer where they're at. Yes. And so for us, it's like, no, we're not going to remove said concept, even though I think it's outdated the way it's currently being done. Let's go, how do we modernize it? And also that's where we went, no, we can still do a concept that give it he's a facelift. doing. We just got to give it a facelift and make it practical for the shoes he's in. And so it's taking that time to understand that you have your traits, you have your tactics, you have your methods, but he's not going to, or she's not going to see that shift that needs to happen because they just love what they're doing. So if you own your own company in the end, if you can afford someone, you're talking if to bring in someone to help with it anywhere from five to 15 grand, probably depending on the consulting firm you're engaging, how in depth they go, it could get up to 30 if it gets wild. It's not a lot to figure out how to drive better revenue transaction and lower your cost per engagement. So worthwhile on that end, for yeah. sure. Because otherwise you fall into that trap of, lifestyle when it comes to be the yes. stuff to where it's in who we, was that that was saying that was stacy stacy yeah at, Monday. Um, a tma event um because i had mentioned that we run into a lot of companies he was just asking how do you build relationships how do you meet clients you know how do you make it work how do you make people see the value and i basically was just explaining for us it's a lot of it comes down to them having the pain point of time time is the biggest mm -hmm. like kind of pain point or hurt and when there is a time factor to it that, that definitely helps ramp things up and keep things on track. But and profit, it's, it's, right? it's the a lot lifestyle. of people make enough. I mean, we make enough customers. to be comfortable. Yeah. I own a $90,000 car. I can pay my bills and I go on one vacation a year. I'm, I'm happy. Great. Uh, so again, remember that when you engage consultants, that if you're not ready to be stretched, it's just, I just wouldn't even engage them. It's not, it's not worth your time because you're going to not like what they say and it's not worth their time. And it sounds a little bit harsh, but I go, you need to own just like I have to own. Like if I go to a doctor and I'm not ready to take the medication, I just waste everyone's time because they're going to give me something. I'm not going to take it on time. Like 90% of the population doesn't anyways. I don't know if 90% is right, but I know it's a lot. We <laughs> met someone. throwing out week. numbers. Yeah. We were at the <laughs> Minneapolis chamber event. Someone was telling us about it, but most of us don't take it on time. Yeah. No. And so... If you're not ready to take the medication or be prescribed the medication, then just don't even go to the doctor. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't want to get the wound sewn up, you're not going to go to the doctor. So if you don't want to fix the problem, you have just don't go to the doctor. It sounds harsh, but just trying to streamline everyone's efficiencies a little bit, especially during the era of let's cut down on meeting times. And oh my goodness. Wasted. Yes, please. Yeah. Outside of that, it would just be as bad as it sounds, but understanding that we have the ability to use the internet and in the most polite way, just 
reach out or touch base with someone who's knowledgeable and just go, hey, if I was going to sit down one night or over a weekend and just Google some stuff to try and get a bearing of what I might be chasing or trying to tackle, do that. Start there. Because again, it's it's not impossible, but if you don't put that first foot forward on your own and and understand why you you want it and need it. Yeah. You again, it's that whole like inception moment and I get that that sales to a whole no, whole other level, but it's one of those moments of if you don't want it for yourself, no one is going to yeah. convince you of that. So, go out there, sort some things out on your own so you can see your own value and then if you still don't care, then that's not a big deal. Again, yeah. you made an informed decision or relatively informed to the best of your knowledge. And I think that's yeah. a place to start because otherwise, what kind of common mistakes? I know we've touched on, yeah. you know, a couple here and there, but as far as sales strategy, staying put obviously is one of them. Not spending doing your research, much. spending too much, but not what if you don't understand you're spending too much? Right. And that you sense, think that's so you're normal. Not, right. And then that's where you have to pull back and do, if you're not going to engage someone like Thorne, you have to pull back and go on Google, go on YouTube, go on TikTok. Even I'm sure they have an answer of what should my cost per acquisition be in my industry? That, that, that information's out there. If I sell a service, if I sell a dryer, whatever you're selling within a general norm, you can get a consensus that might be slightly loaded because I know how to <laughs> take a said norm and apply it to a different norm. Maybe the number doesn't exist. But again, that's where it comes down to. You either care enough to want to know and you're going to engage someone and spend the money or you don't care enough to you're going, hey, my profits are still good, which make sure they are because a lot of people think they have great profits because their personal bank account and the banks or in the business bank accounts one and they both can draw money out of it. It's not zero at the end of the month. It doesn't mean you're good. Um, Ooh, spicy on that end. But uh, yeah, a great point of how do you know if you're overspending? You don't know until you ask. Yeah. And that's like anything in life. Like we don't, there's so much Thorne I never know when we engage a customer that we, I will, you know, unashamed and unashamedly and whatever. I will not. Unapologetically? No, I'm unashamed. I'm unashamed unashamed to ask. I am not shamed, okay? By what I'm about to ask. To ask people, what does that mean? And it's nine times out of 10, it's the most simplistic concept, but it comes just like in business. We're sitting here helping all of you. You just don't know the abbreviation or the new trend term of it. Acronyms. When someone provides it, it's yeah. great. So that's a common mistake, overspending. And then I would say another common mistake is believing sales and marketing is easier than it actually is. And w- the reason I now can say it super confidently is in the last few weeks, Thor and I met with, if any of you are startups, I'm going to say these names slowly, write them down. They're really good accelerators and partners to engage with, to help you with your startup program. But we've talked to Beta, we've talked to Generator, and that's G-E-N-E-R-8, T-E-O-R, I think. Uh, We've talked to Minnesota Cup, Walleye Tank, and then... EO? uh, EO, kind of. you got to be a bigger. you got to be driving a lot of revenue. You're not really startup. You've already exist. I'd say those four start there. Oh, and uh, Launch Minnesota. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then Women Venture. Yep. Yep. Okay, Women Venture is another good one. So they all are about coming alongside startups who have no idea what they're doing. When I, when I say no idea, I literally mean other than the product or service they created, they know nothing. On the flip side, the product or service they create is absolute genius normally. Mm-hmm. But if you tell them to do accounting, sales, marketing, you know, anything in between, they don't know. So we engage them going, well, Thor and I really, we do simplified version. We're doing sales and marketing is what we're doing. If you want to boil it down, it's the, it's the real strategic side of it. 
But when we engaged them, we said, hey, what's the number one problem you see with startups? And they said, it's their go-to-market and sales strategy. And I wanted to leap with joy. I was so excited. So you can I, can I give me. you a hug right now? Yeah. Like, we just met. Like, yeah. No, please stay away from me. But no, great hearing that, though. That was yeah. incredible. That we, we left that event with huge smiles on our faces. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Because you would... Uh, it's just remembering that in any of you out there, you probably question like I have, what do I have to offer? Is it actually good? It is. It just believe in yourself. We all have know something better than 95% of the population and we, we can go sell that and use it to better people's lives. So in the startup space, when you're talking about a sales channel strategy, very hard budgets, everything. If you got to seed A funding, don't even try and figure it out. It, it, it's a shame and waste of the money you raised. Go find a consultant. Go hire someone, a VP of sales or marketing. If you do, it's important, yes, to make sure that they come from background experience that can help you. But, but at the same time, that's also a threat because they could be stuck in the ways of how they're functioning. So really do your due diligence. Make sure they're ready to modernize where needed inside your space. But CDA, if you have that money, uh, go spend it on someone who knows what they're doing. It's just going to keep it simple and allow you to go do what you're great at. However, if you're at home in your living room, like, hey, I just threw stuff online or I'm starting my own cleaning business, which is that's a B2B service business. Like that's that's what, part of what we do. And take the time to do some research. You're going to have to do it on your own. Your best bet though is literally just go on Google and YouTube and just type in what is the most common method for service companies to sell their product in Minnesota and then do in the United States. And then broaden it from there and then just pick one pick the one that you can do the most regularly with the least amount of stress so Fair. it may be you may be living in a community where your three surrounding neighborhoods are ten thousand people you probably should not be running your facebook ad you should probably unless you're with friends with all of them then definitely yeah. do it but get on the radio or get in the newspaper and people are gonna be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's probably how your community is absorbing content. So ask some of the local business leaders. Now, if you're in Minneapolis, or do, do, or do a survey, right? Throw out a survey, yeah. try and find some way to engage your audience or just with a broad stroke. Yeah, I wouldn't do a survey in 30,000 total area. I would really? just, no, okay. I mean, you're better off just talking to people about it and going to like your local chamber. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I could see that being a little easier. Only reason why is most people on their side, they go, how do you want me to create a survey? How do I distribute it? What's uh, the cost? Then we turn it into more questions. Yeah. Okay. No, that's so fair. So from a practicality standpoint, <laughs> go to your local chamber, go to your local churches in the area if you're involved in those, go to lo any other local community gathering spaces and just ask. This is your best bet. If you're in the bigger communities or if you're in a more uh, a different industry, then you're going to be looking at, well, does TikTok make sense? Does LinkedIn, does in the B2B world, go on LinkedIn, produce a video, make it slightly edgy and you'll blow up. So any B2B companies, don't focus on TikTok, don't focus on Instagram, Facebook, even a website and have something, a landing page. Yeah, you want to have so something. That's focus an on moment. LinkedIn because everyone's super boring on there. And if you have anything <laughs> unique, I'm talking to myself too. I'm trying to be more edgy, but it's just scary because you don't know what crazy is going to go off. If you You're going to get too banned. Crazy. Yeah. You're going to get canceled. I'm teasing. No. So B2B, go on LinkedIn. <laughs> From there, it's then it's YouTube and podcasts and all those exciting things. But it's looking at what can I practically swallow? Don't do what Thor and I did where we just did everything right away. It was a lot. We're figuring it out, but it was yes. way overwhelming for months. I'm not talking days or weeks. 
but to produce content for Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube Shorts, podcast. We still got to do that this week. Yeah, I know. I got to get on our social media person. Just, oh, you got to crack the whip on that yeah. one. So really quick, just because I know we're getting up there a little bit in time, right? We got to at some point, since we've been drinking it the entire show, thoughts. So I, I stopped at the liquor store today and ended up getting it's Bonstone cask bourbon whiskey strength. Am I saying that right? Bonstone. I would just say cast strength. Bonstone cast strength. Yep. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And it's, I forget, what is it? 61.4 proof or percent. And it's actually really good. When I, when I was grabbing it, um, I was told that it has more heat on it. And I know that De- Devin enjoys that. So I figured might as well try it out. So what are your thoughts? I think it's tasty. I think you're, I don't, I don't think you like it. I'm going to go out on a limb. It's Why decent because like it? it just doesn't, it doesn't have a really rich flavor that carries through for long. As far as like the flavor notes, I feel like it dies off fast. That's just me. As you're both swallowing deeply and just right into the mic. It's, it's warm. Ri- it's warm and it's rich up front, but then that falls off really quick. Because now know. it's probably fading a little, right? I think it's still rich in the back end. Maybe I'm just turning think, into but, heathen well, no, and I don't hard, even know like, it. You have to think about tasting, which isn't fair because you're talking about a social <laughs> setting. Um, uh, there, one more. Um, one more time. So, Bonstone. It's hard because sometimes I just like a lot of heat. It doesn't even have a lot of flavor. Like I just want a lot of heat. And heat is different than alcohol burn. Just as a heads oh, up yes, for everyone out you. there, if you've not drank something and maybe not as experienced, or I sorry, we're we're getting old or older ish in comparison to somebody who's younger. Um, there are times that there is just raw liquor bite, and that is just not fun. No. And just slaps the back of your throat. This is just more mouth warmth. Um, and then that kind of just the same sort of thing just rolls rolls through of just relative you know, heat. The difference is you're not pulling a lot of flavor off of it, like different layers. So I would give it, if I had a number, because that's the only way I know how to do this one right now. You I'm, I'm sorry for audience. I, I, there's not, I can't give you a ton of that. There's a lot of heat. It has decent flavor. The experience isn't going to like blow your mind, but Ooh. I'd, I'd give it a, Ooh. I think I'd give it a six, maybe six and a half. Ooh. Okay. Now, if you're slapping that in a, uh, an old fashioned, old fashioned or time out. So y'all out there, <laughs> I just drank stuff straight. Like I hardly did mixed drinks. So I'm, I started hanging out with Thor regularly. Thor, do you realize most time what you're ordering is probably actually a Manhattan rather than an old no. fashioned? No, yeah. that is incorrect. You ready for this? Argue it, please. What is a manhand? Manhands. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a Negroni. Man, I do not like Negronis. Quick side note. But. Actually, we could just ask the gentleman sitting next to us: Is sweet vermouth <laughs> and bitters? That's it. It's simple syrup. Mm-mm. In old fashions, right? Yeah, but not in Manhattan, which then you're going to get more of the whiskey pulled through. So you're suggesting that we order Manhattan? I'm, I'm tempted. I Gabe, I know no one can hear you through the microphone, but do you have any? Okay, so Gabe's agreeing <laughs> with the concept we're going after here. So, hmm, that awkward moment where I, I, 
It's going to be just hard. Just staring him down. Just To decide? I don't know. But yeah. I feel like if people did not mess up old fashions when they're making them, that that's... We can't all have Tristan walking around with us. I, I know, know and I'm being a princess and I'll own it and I'll die on that hill. But I'm just saying less is more. I want to taste my I mean, bourbon. You don't want the guy last night who literally poured a water bottle of simple syrup into a cup. That it was, was like extremely disheartening. Syrup. It was yeah. brutal. And then just a mountain of ice. Like, oh, that's neat. But anyways, li living and learning. For me on, on my end, I honestly think I'd probably give it like a seven. Strong seven. I would totally drink this on a regular night. Not anything like Noah Mills, but. Yeah, I just don't think I would. I think, really? Man. If someone had it in their cabinet. You know what I love? Really quick side note, and then we got to just kind of keep chugging along is on the label, it's vanilla, a melody of vanilla, cinnamon, and honey notes that culminate in a rich, clean finish, Bondstone. So they absolutely <laughs> just made up nonsense. So whoever designed that description, <laughs> oh my goodness. please call oh, me. Oh my God. And we're going to go down I hope you get a phone call so the bad. Cinnamon and honey? I'm going to just... Now that I've said it, maybe it's going to be there. Absolutely not. I'll die on the hill on that one. Whoever wrote that, you have one unique palette. Or you just made things up. Um, I feel like I'm not even going to. I'm not going to try and say you taste honey. No, I'm just saying that I don't mind the flavor. I just don't think it lasts. It doesn't run out. It just dies off. So to what, to what they're, they're, they're saying is it just, it's there and it's gone. Like That's fair. So do we have anyways. any other questions around sales strategy we can think of? I know we've talked about multiple angles on it, but because you have, um, if you're looking at understanding, if yeah. I had to give like key takeaways, yeah, that's so kind of where I Give us a rundown really quick of. Is making sure you don't do what's modern, you do what's right for your business. Yes. This is your first. So quick high level. We have a customer who doing newspaper and radios is huge some and it's still going to work we're just slightly redesigning it and in-person pitches still work really well we have another customer insanely heavy on social and producing content and just creating brand awareness through that method and then you have us who's all about networking one-on-one -on -one, cultivating long-term relationships that's three customers right there who are all different approaches you would consider just the middle one as modern the other two outdated it's just not it's just depending on what you're selling so then two, you're going, well, Devin, how do I know which one I fit in? Outside of market research, some key questions to ask yourself, am I B2B or B2C? If you're uh, B2C, it's going to be a lot more of high social content, or if you're more modern B2B approach. If you, uh, you may be asking yourself, in addition to that, how do I know? Now I just totally lost track, but that's okay. So... <laughs> Um, but happens, happens to the best happens of us. To the best of us. It's okay. So it's understanding where to spend the money, how to spend the money, and what and what's the right approach for me. And with that, not aligning yourselves with a improper approach just because of what's popular out there, and taking that time to understand your market and how to approach it based on market research, what your customers are saying, and then just trial and error of what actually is working out in the market. So yeah, really just making sure that you have the numbers to try and get solid information out of it because yeah flying blind is not encouraged so find some way to track your numbers and keep track of what's working and what isn't but like legitimately sit down and use it like i guess my mind immediately jumps to the analogy of when you get a crm actually use it 
Because otherwise, everything that you're doing, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, don't. Yeah. So just keep track of your and that's stuff. That's for B2B world. B2B all, all day long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say sales strategy as a whole, just take the time. If you already exist, simplest way to conclude this episode, go hire someone to help you out. If you don't exist, uh, divide yourself between B2B, B2C, figure out if you should do social, if you should do in-person engagement, or if you should do more traditional tactics, and then only apply one at a time, mm-hmm. spend smaller amounts of money, test run things, because newspaper may be for you, but just wrong phrasing, and it's still the most going to be the most successful outcome. And then from there, grow it as you go. Don't uh, just dive head in on, on one thing. I love it. So to wrap it up, yeah. what? stay strong, stay humble, and stay hungry. Mm-hmm.